Hey guys, welcome in NRL Supercoach Therapy Podcast. Round six preview. Here we go. Starts tonight. Uh, big Easter weekend for uh, uh, for everybody. Plenty of football spanned over five days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. How good. Um, don't know if you'd want that every weekend. I think it's something we can, we're kind of spoiled with over Easter. Makes it a wee bit special. I don't know if we need five, five uh, days of footy. Um, I think four is pretty good. And then you've got um, three days there, super coach wise, to uh, go over what happened and mull over what you're going to do this week. And obviously, you know, 360s on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well, just to just to keep feeding us, keep feeding us the footy while, um, and then the games Thursday through Sunday. But we've got the extra game with Easter Monday. Uh, so plenty of footy to look forward to. And it all kicks off tonight. Raiders and the Cowboys down in Canberra. Uh, um, I think this might be, maybe, I think this might be the game where the Raiders click into gear, I think. I'm going to go Raiders 22, Cowboys 16. Um, the Raiders are due. They've been a little bit disappointing. They've played some good footy this year. They did go up to Townsville, I think it might have been round two, and Cowboys gave them a hiding. Uh, Raiders were missing some players, and they really struggled. Um, Cowboys are lost two on the trot, though. They just um, They just got pipped by the Warriors last week. Week before that, the Roosters gave him a toweling. So, Cowboys not in great form either. So, they'll be... I mean, this has all the makings of being a, a shit game, to be fair. Two teams that are struggling. Um, you know, this could this could be a 10-8 uh, snooze fest. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm like I said, 22-16, I think the Raiders will come out on top. Uh, some talking points out of this game. Um, Charles Nickel clock starts... Maybe his time might be running out. He might be he might be struggling to make the team if he has another poor performance like he did last week. Xavier Savage has been named on the bench, um, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if they if Dearden and Townsend go bombs away on Nickel Clockstad and he struggles early. I wouldn't be surprised if um, if Sticky just gives him the hook real early and puts Savage on uh, because. Melbourne really exploited um, CNK last week, and I would not be like I said, I would not be surprised. I think Savage is there for that reason, and I think if Nickel Clockstart is uh, is on notice, so he's really going to have to uh, have a good game, I think, to keep his position because we all know Savage is a real attacking weapon, um, and he probably can't do as bad as what Nickel Clockstart has been so far. Uh, defusing those bombs in defence. So that's one to look out for. Uh, Matthew Tomoko was in doubt with a back injury, but he has been named and he has made the last um, 19. There was talk about uh, about Jared Croker. He had, Jared Croker has been culled for this week, so there was talk with Croker coming in as cover for Tomoko, and that was going to be a concern for Schneider owners as well because if Croker um, made the team, chances are he'd be doing the goal-kicking. Um, so that would affect uh, Schneider's points for sure, his output for sure. But uh, looks like that's not going to be the case. Uh, so you know, Schneider owners uh, hold firm. He's doing great guns for you. Like I said, he, he pumped out 65 last week against the Storm without doing a hell of a lot. 
lots of base in there, which is awesome for a halfback. And he just looks a good player. He's tall, he's strong, he's got that really nice boot on him. I think he's an excellent player. I think um, I think the Raiders have uh, there's been a bit of a blessing in disguise with um, Fogarty going down and Schneider's been given opportunity and he's he's going great guns there. So he's going to continue to make money for you. And, you know, you could almost, there's almost the case to hold the fella. Uh, the, the Raiders do play the first buy. So depending what you want to do, how desperate you are to, to get Cleary, um, do you already have Hines or are you looking at Hines? Is Hines at fullback? Do you want him up in the halves? Um, you know, Moses is doing his thing. Sam Walker's still around. You know, but do you want to maybe, maybe it's worth holding on to Schneider. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to cash in guys that you bought cheap. If they've made plenty of money, they've made plenty of money because they're performing really well. Obviously, you know, they'll have low break-evens as well, but they're, they're performing as well. So is there necessarily a reason to have to trade them? Like I hear about, oh, you know, you'll be able to, the King brothers, they're going to fatten up soon, you can sell them on. If they're performing well for you, What's really the point in selling them on unless you need to free up some cash to get some guns like, you know, Cleary is still going to be expensive regardless. He's got a high BE this week. He may not even drop much cash at all. He might absolutely pump the Broncos on Good Friday and score 180 and he's only going to lose maybe 20, 25 grand and you're still going to have to pay 900 plus for him. Uh, And you'll see that form and you'll be desperate to get him in. So sure, I can understand selling these guys you know, but you're buying duds because there's not really a lot of uh, cheapy forwards coming through. So you'd be you'd be selling them for duds in order to get Cleary, and then that's going to expose you depth wise as well. And we know there's going to be a a, a COVID uh, nightmare coming. I mean, you know, touch wood, there's not. But you you know, at the moment, it's just been a player here and a player there. Surely it's just a matter of time before it's four guys out of one team, three guys out of another. And half of those blokes are super coach relevant, and you're going to be really struggling to to fill 17. So you really got to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so for Schneider, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm an I'm an owner, and I'm very seriously considering just just keeping him, just keeping him till after that first buy and see how he goes. If he's going to keep performing the way he is, I've got zero complaints. Um, for the Cowboys, uh, Lolo's just doing his thing, uh, scoring 60s, uh, which is which is fine. You know, if you, if you bought him at the start, you, you paid 480 something for him, 485. You cannot complain with that. You know, he's going great. The fact he's dual now, you can move him between front row, second row. It's happy days. And could come in very handy for uh, all the Haas owners who have to sit him this week. Although I, and I'll talk about it later. There's some questions about trading the bloke. Um, Cotter, very interesting one there. Uh, he looked great last week, didn't he? Um, and he had his first uh, price rise, I think it was last week, and went up quite a bit. Uh, but he did look very, very good. Goes through a lot of work. Uh, he did make a line break there. He just looks quite quick, quite quick for a middle forward. He's he's definitely in that um, he's definitely in that lock mold and or a big chunky uh, kind of hooker. Um, and yeah, he I mean he looks great, and I'm very con- very very seriously considering bringing him in this week. Um, you know, he got 70, 71, and he didn't even play 50 minutes. So lots of base there. Like I said, there was a line break, but there's still plenty of base there with Cotter. And he's a good depth option. And um, a lot of people, not a Nanai owners, might want to just go Nanai, who's probably not going to make any more cash, just go Nanai to Cotter. 
Cotter's a more consistent player. He doesn't have the minutes, but it doesn't matter. When he is on the field, he is pumping out and producing for you. I think Cotter's a better option for you than Nanai. If you've had Nanai, I think that's a good trade. Uh, Nanai's done his job. He, he had one big game, and he's he's been pretty disappointing the last few weeks. So not a bad option there. Uh, yeah, 22-16. Let's go Raiders over Cowboys. All right. Uh, good Friday starts a little bit earlier. Um, we have got... It's an afternoon game. Rabbitohs and the Doggies. Uh, I like these traditions there with at Easter time. You know, Good Friday, it's always Rabbitohs, Dogs, and then um, Easter Monday, you, you've always got the Eels and the Tigers. It's just like those Anzac games with um, the Roosters and the Dragons, and more recently in the last, what, five or six, seven years, you've had the Warriors and the Storm, which, which makes sense that the Warriors are part of Anzac Day. Uh and you've had those games, and it's been, it, you know, it's good tradition, and, and you know they're coming. And the AFL have been doing it for a long time, you know, and you know these games are coming, and it's something to look forward to. You know that uh, come round seven, round eight ish kind of thing, it's always going to be Roosters, Dragons, Warriors, Storm. Oh, so it's awesome Anzac Day games, you beauty, and everything that comes with the uh, with those games, um, with the last post and and Ravelli and and. You know, you you stand up in your lounge room and you know pay your respects from the lounge room, and uh, it's just oh, it's good stuff. And so, but the same thing with Easter, uh, and it's really cool. And there's something comforting about seeing games like Rabbitohs and Dogs on Good Friday. Uh, and what are we going to do here? The Rabbitohs surely have to play better than what they did last week. They were poor against the Dragons. Uh, they really were from an NRL perspective. They got off to a flyer, and I thought, here we go. And Cook was sprinting out dummy half, and it was all on, and Latrell scored. And then it kind of fizzed when Latrell uh, done his hammy. Um, so really interesting to see if the Rabbitohs can, can turn things on there. Uh, big talking point, obviously, Blake Taff coming in at fullback for uh, Latrell, who looks like he's going to have an extended stay uh, off the field there with that hamstring a little worse than first thought. Uh, so interesting to see how Taff goes. Looks like he'll be doing the goal kicking as well, which is uh, great for owners. He he doesn't go up in price till next week, so you can sit and wait. Uh, I'm tempted to get on early. Um, we'll just have to wait and see because he is he is out of all the the, the cheapy options this week. I think he's definitely the best. Um, we'll just have to wait and see because he's in that tricky spot of being he's dual, but he's fullback and halfback dual. So. If you want to get him in, you're going to have to get rid of... If you're running with two guns at fullback, do you really want to move one of them on? And it depends what your halfback situation's like. For me personally, I've got Sam Walker and, uh, as I mentioned, Schneider. Schneider's not going anywhere. And Sam Walker has got a day game at the SCG against the Warriors coming up. And he came into some form last week. So I don't really want to move him on either, which means Taft's probably just going to have to wait a week uh, or two. And we'll have a look at him, see how he goes against the Dogs. Uh, for this uh, South's back line, Johnston needs to fire. I think Campbell Graham's going really good. He's a good buy-in option. He's rock solid. Uh, Josh Mansour, you got to think he's close to... I was surprised he actually got picked, to be fair. I'm really surprised he got picked because he didn't have a very good game last week. Uh, he really struggled, and you got to think his his NRL days are almost over. Uh, Cody Walker, wow. Yeah, he needs to pick up his game big time. So that will be very interesting. He can't have very many owners. Uh, but, I mean, this is the kind of game where he could tear them apart. And, you know, it's been mentioned, South do have a great draw coming up. Well, they're in the middle of a great draw, to be fair. 
Uh, so they should really put the dogs away. Ilias is just uh, uh, doing a good job for owners who have stuck firm, and he's looking better on the field every week too. Cook's a great uh, hooker option, I think. Uh, if you can't run with Harry Grant or if you want to run with the one-two punch um, with Grant and Cook, you're flying if you're doing that. Uh, and you know that could really leap you ahead of everybody else if you went that way. And I and you know you'll be hurt come Origin time, but you'll be scoring plenty of points in the meantime. Uh, Colin Matungi uh, had a big score. I think he might have pumped out 99 last week, so he's peaked interest. Uh, Jai Arrow's just doing his job. Love having him in that dual option there, front row, second row. And now that Lolo's also picked up the dual, it, it, it just helps, and it's going to be beneficial throughout the year having those two. Uh, Cam Murray, a bit of a quieter game last week, but just a dangerous threat. Uh, what have they got here? They've got three middles and host on the bench there, and host you'd think would come on again after about 20. Uh, one of the props will come off uh, to Toller or Burgess, and uh, Arrow will move into the middle. Host will go onto an edge, and they'll just rotate around that way. Uh, I'm a bit surprised. I thought Harvili might have got back onto the bench there like he was earlier in the year. I thought he might have jagged another uh, a bench spot. He still might. He still might, I think, because um, otherwise they're a little bit, like I said, they're very forward-centric there on that bench, whereas Havili can cover hooker um, and just makes just gives you a little bit more flexibility. Got my eye on Isaiah Tass as well. I have brought him into my – I did bring him into my team last week because I had a sneaky feeling that Mansoor might get pushed out. It hasn't happened. I'm fingers crossed it happens at some stage because, yeah, I just – poor old Mansoor. I mean, he was a gun, what, three, four, five years ago, uh, but – yeah, old, old Father Time's really caught up with him, and uh, he's he's struggling. For the Doggies, not much doing here. Dufty's still still playing first grade. Um, so that, that tells you all you need to know about the poor old Bulldogs. Josh Adokar just getting more and more frustrated out there on the wing, yelling at his teammates. Uh, Matt Burton, um, that must have been half from last week, and... Uh, yeah, I reckon as soon as he as soon as he got out of the sheds and, and jumped in his car to drive home, um, he put on his Penrith old Penrith gear and he was driving home pretending he was playing for Penrith still, pretending that he was actually part of a winning team instead of the scenario he's with because it's not looking pretty. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, uh, that was great for him. He had a really good game, I thought, last week considering all the, uh, all the uh, news about him. I thought he did really, really well. Uh, TPJ, he did score a try, but I think think he might have only pumped out a 60-odd. So with a try, that's not that great. Um, he's never going to be in my team, but he is a super coach option. That's about it. Oh, apart from Max King, obviously, Max King will probably be in a lot of 17s this week uh, with Haas getting parked um, and you're non-playing with the suspension. Uh, Max King's going to do Max King things. He's, he's that kind of a player. He's just going to pump out good scores for you. Uh, and you cannot be upset with the way he's going for you so far this year. So Rabbitohs 34, Bulldogs 12. Oh, I didn't do top supercoach scorers yet. Uh, Raiders, Cowboys, top supercoach scorer. Oh, oh, let's go Jack Whiten. And for this game, uh, let's go go Cody Walker. Let's go Cody Walker for a bounce back. Uh, The late game on Good Friday, Panthers and the Broncos. Uh, at Bluebet in Penrith. Gee, this could be a bloodbath. Uh, Penrith are looking dynamite, aren't they? They're just rolling. And they are premiership favourites, and for a good reason. They are just flying. And they don't even have their best player at 100% yet. 
you know, wait till Cleary just really finds his feet and gets rolling. And I mean, I, you know, they're going to win another premiership for sure. Uh, up against the Broncos, who uh, were very gallant last week and I thought deserved to win that game against the Roosters. Uh, I think this could be a letdown game for the Broncos. There are injury concerns for Farnworth and for Reynolds, uh, who have been, well, Farnworth's been, apart from Payne Haas, probably the Broncos' best player so far this year. And Reynolds is the marquee guy, the captain. They're giving him a million bucks a year. And if he's injured, uh, they're in deep trouble. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do there. Uh, Billy Walters is playing at 5'8". Who could, what could they do there? Um, they've got, oh, there's Corey Pakes. There's Tyson Gamble. Oh, boy. Ezra Mann's on the extended bench as well. It's oh, it, it's ugly for Brisbane. I'm predicting Panthers 40, Broncos 8. I think Broncos might sneak a couple of lazy tries out on the edges that'll get uh, unconverted. I think the Panthers will put on 40. I'm going Cleary to top score. Uh, you've got some good VC options too. I think Taylor May is a good VC option. Cleary, if you have him, most certainly. Even Tago, who's going well, uh, if he could bag a double, he's not a bad option. Even Kickout. I think Kickout could have a strong game this week, and um, he's not a bad vice captaincy option because you know there are some there are some popular super coach players not playing. Um, your Bullimores, your Vileas, uh, Haas, obviously, uh, who you can. So this this week isn't a bad week to do the old loop de loop. Um, and I think Penrith is going to do the loop-de-loop on Brisbane for sure come uh, come tomorrow night. Uh, that could get really ugly. There'll be a, there'll be a celebration for the Panthers. Uh, two games on not-so-super sad day. Seagulls and the Titans from uh, four points from Brookie. Uh, this will be an interesting game because... Manly were really good last Thursday, and they've got they've had uh, they'll have a nine day turnaround. Uh, really good against the Knights in tricky conditions, and uh, the Titans um, against the Eels. I mean, the Eels really had really had uh, the measure of the Titans for that entire game there. So, I mean, I'm going to go Seagulls twenty, Titans twelve, um, in a pretty rough, uh, lethargic affair. I'm not expecting too much here. Uh, Garrick stays at fullback. Uh, Tolotel Kula has been named in the centres. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Very popular um, trade-in option this week. He is on the bubble. So that'll be interesting to see. And does he hold his place? You'd have to think, probably depends. Christian Tuipolotu wasn't too bad last week. If he has another strong game and uh, old Lionel Richie comes back from COVID next week, you'd think he would get his spot back. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Kula there, whether he moves to the wing uh, whether he moves to fullback and Garrett goes back to the wing. Um, interesting to see. Uh, DC is still going strong. Ally is playing great. Uh, Tapao is under a cl- injury cloud. Olaquatu looks strong. Good combination there with Cherry Evans. Uh, and Walker and Lawton off the bench were uh, dynamite, and they made the difference for the Seagulls last week. And uh, I'd expect them to, to have strong games again. Uh, for the Titans, uh, a little bit of merry-go-round there in their back line. Um, Campbell's still out, so Osako stays at fullback. Uh, Kelly comes back. Herbert keeps his spot. Uh, our boy Herbert there, BC. Uh, so Kelly comes back, and Thompson uh, doesn't make the team. Sammy and Marzia are on the wings. Uh, Thompson, that's a really that's a tough one there for the Titans because I think between Marzia, Sammy, Sammy's played Origin, and Thompson, 
they're all first grade players, but how do you fit them all in? Um, they're obviously really happy with Patrick Herbert because uh, I'm pretty sure he's played every game so far uh, this year. Uh, so they're obviously very happy with him and uh, they're keeping him there. Uh, Sexton struggling a little bit at halfback. Uh, let's have a look here. Dave Fafita. God, did he actually score a try last week? You know, have, I've, did they? Did he actually score a try? I reckon because the ref gave it a try, they went upstairs. There was no conclusive evidence to overturn it, and he got given a try. I don't reckon he scored that try. Um, just the body position, everything. I reckon he was over the line, or he was on the uh, the dead ball line by touch there. I reckon he was out. So anyway, was given a try. Just a salty non-owner. Um, Bo Firma was okay last week without being great. Just, you know, I think he got 42. Yeah, you know, you're going to get that from guys like Firma. Uh, yeah, so like I said, not much to not much to say about this game. And, yeah, I'm going, what did I say? I said the Seagulls. I think they'll win at home 20 points to 12. The next game is the game of the round, and it's a beauty. Storm and the Sharks down at Amy. Uh, really looking forward to this game. Uh, second versus third. Two teams in great form. Two strong defensive units. Uh, although Melbourne were a little bit leaky along the edges there uh, last week, Canberra were getting heaps of yards. They were just going down the field like it was no one's business. And I'm pretty sure that's what Bellamy was blowing up at at halftime when they showed the cameras there in the sheds. Uh, he was, you know, he was really unloading on them. And I think it's because Canberra were just getting yards at ease uh, up the field. They they couldn't convert it because uh, they had plenty of mistakes in their game, but plenty of yards to be made. Let's see if Pappy can bounce back for the Storm. Uh, any other changes there? I don't think so. You've still got uh, Josh King at 13. Brandon Smith still playing 14. Torrin Wishart goes onto the bench. Uh, that's a You would initially think, oh, that's a concern for Harry Grant owners, but the Storm and Bellamy, he's the kind of dude that will have a go on the bench and might give him five minutes at the end. Um, just ask, uh, just ask Tom Eisenhuth for years. That was, that was, that was his game. A couple of minutes at the end of a game. Uh, and that's been happening with Tipai Mara uh, this year as well, getting really limited minutes. Uh, look, and the storm, I think might just overcome the Sharks. I think it'll be a good close game, 20 points to 16. You look at that Sharks team, they're in real good form. The bat line looks solid. Talakai looks great. Raymond looks great. That's those centers, the Mulatalo and Katoa. Solid wings, try scoring wingers. Hines doing his thing, um, scoring plenty of points. Uh, bit of unicorn action there, possibly, but you'll take that. You're just loving it as an owner. And the four packs, very, very strong. Very, very strong. I don't know. Everyone's saying, oh, it'd be good when McInnes gets a starting spot. I don't know if he's going to jag a starting spot because uh, Rudolph and Hammy Alley are doing a great job. Uh, Fanukins, you're not going to move him anywhere. If anything, he might go to prop, but I just can't see it happening. I just think McInnes is going to be a bench player this year. Uh, so he's not actually going to lose a lot more cash. So if you want to get McInnes, you might have to get him now. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think maybe going forward, I mean, I think he's certainly going to get more minutes. Um going forward, but I don't know if he's going to jag a starting spot. So that'll be really interesting to see what happens there with Cam McInnes. Uh, like I said, I'd like the Storm, the 20, Sharks 16, and a really, really good game. Uh, Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock kickoff uh, for, at the SCG, Roosters versus the Warriors. 
looking forward to this. Should be a hope, hopefully a nice sunny day. Lots of open footy, lots of running footy, uh, and lots of lots of points scored. I hope. Uh, I've gone Roosters thirty-two, Warriors twenty. For the Roosters, Tedesco. Let's see if he can bounce back from um, a very quiet game last week. Uh, Tupo Momorowski, Joey Manu, just the man. He's just on fire, isn't he? And uh, Kwama keeps his spot. I was kind of hoping Suwali might have got a nudge, but no, not to be. He's on the extended. Wait and see. Walker and Kiri still in the halves. Uh, Sam Verrills comes back at hooker. So Hutchison's gone. Verrills starts and Connor Watson to the bench. They might make a wee switch there. Uh, the Roosters 17 uh, on Tuesday is never the same come game day. They always pull a few changes here and there especially in their forward pack. So we'll see what happens there. You've still got Crichton on the bench. That bench looks strong. Watson, Baker, Crichton, Takiyaho. Very, very strong team for the Roosters. For the Warriors, you have got uh, Reese Walsh at the be- uh, at fullback. Uh, Montoya is gone after uh, his potty mouth antics, and he's replaced by Dallin Martinez-Lesniak, who's back from that, uh, was his finger or his hand that he broke or a thumb? He's back. Arthur's playing really good in the centres. Uh, and, I mean, he's got a low BE. I don't know if he's really a super coach option, but he is playing very, very well. Uh, they've got uh, Johnson, obviously, still doing his thing there at halfback. Let's have a look at the forward pack. You've got AFB and Lodge still doing their thing. I think AFB, like I said, he's a keeper. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, Aiken, Sirenan, and Curran. Uh, Aiken owners did well last week uh, with... Uh, with uh, a try, and he got 90 points. Curran pumped out a 90 as well, playing in the middle. And, yeah, I just look at those two benches. A lot more punch, a lot more punch in that Roosters bench than what there is in that uh, in that Warriors one. And, yeah, this could be a game where the Roosters really run away with it. We'll wait and see. Uh, 32-20. And, oh, I forgot to give uh, Supercoach options. Uh, highest players are Seagulls, Titans. I'll go DCE. Storm, Sharks. I'm going to go Munster. And in this game, I'm back in Teddy. I'm back in Teddy to bounce back and play well. Uh, Sunday, Dragons and the Knights down in Wollongong. Uh, still no um, still no Sloan and Amona's on the bench. Uh, the forward pack, they've made, I think uh, Woods is gone. And yeah, so you've still got... Um, You've still got invite fullback. That's a concern. Uh, Josh McGuire comes back as well, uh, which is good for the good for um, the Dragons. I mean, he's a he's a good solid player, if if not a little dirty. For the Knights, uh, they've had a nice big turnaround. That's a ten day turnaround for them to freshen up. Kalen Ponga at the back. Edric Lee makes a return uh, to footy to first grade. Good on him. Clune uh, was under under an injury cloud. Has been named. Clemmer is back, which will make a big difference. Really help out that forward pack. Brody Jones gets another start in the second row. Uh, Jacob Saifedi moves to the bench with Clemmer coming back. Just Clemmer coming back makes a big difference, a really big difference. Makes them look much more solid. Uh, and, yeah, for oh gee, Chris Randall just humming along for owners. Uh, Kurt Mann doing the same. Nothing wrong there. Frizzell under an injury cloud. It'll be interesting to see if he plays because he's hurt his ankle, he's hurt his knee, he's hurt his hamstring. So he's got injuries all over the show. 
and you got to think that it's all related there. Uh, I will take the Dragons 18, the Knights 14. I'll take Lomax to top score in that one. Last game of the round is Easter Monday, Eels and the Tigers. Uh, this should be a bloodbath. It's at Combank. This should be an absolute bloodbath. Penasini moves. It looks like he's to the left wing for Wunga Blake. Uh, Noah Kore gets a start in the centers. Uh, Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses just doing their thing. Uh, Kafusi comes in for uh, for Paulo, who is out. Sean Lane has been named again. Let's just see if that happens or whether they make the switch again and he's out. And uh, big sexy Ryan Madison starts. Uh, Mitch Rain is on the bench as well. So there's two hooker options there. Uh, not that Marnie is super coach relevant anymore. He's had a really quiet start to the year. Uh, for the Tigers, you have got uh, Dane Laurie back at fullback. Uh, lots of changes here. Uh, Gildart's been dropped. Um, geez, can't, I'm struggling to find. Uh, Mamalo's been dropped. Peachy's been dropped. That's two of their captains, two of their five captains. Uh, Garner's in the centers. He's not a center. Uh, mind you, Nokore, he's you know, two big boys there. So uh, Hastings comes into halfback. Um, Kalmatualangi, let's see if he can play close to 80 minutes. Luciano Leilua uh, has been their best player all year. Nothing much doing there at the Tigers. Uh, I'm going to take the Eels 34, the Tigers 18, and very hard to go past uh, Mitchell Moses to top score uh, in Supercoach. They're just on fire, and I can't see a reason why he wouldn't be their top scorer. Uh, okay, let's go to the G-Banger of the week. Well, the G-Banger got off to an absolute flop last week with 10 from Cody Walker. But like Meatloaf said, don't be sad because 2 out of 3 ain't bad. And after Taylor May and Talakai brought home the goods in the previous couple of weeks, I'm confident that I can put you guys right. This week it's not someone to buy, it's someone to hold, and it's Teddy. Sunday afternoon against the Warriors, who he always plays well against, uh, the Warriors only just contain the Cowboys. Roosters have got Beryl's back. Their attack's going to look a lot better. And for Teddy, this is him at the last chance saloon. I just about traded him twice this week for Hines, but I've held. Come on, Teddy, bring it home for Daddy. All right, thanks for that, G. Uh, hopefully a bounce back after last week's shocker there. Shout out to uh, Garth. He's actually ranked in the top 500, uh, 444, I think, from memory. So he's having a really solid season. Uh, and I appreciate his hot take there with uh, uh, with uh, Tedesco. Um, let's have a look. Most popular traded in and out this week. Uh, most popular traded out. Uh, Nanai makes perfect sense. He's made his money. Uh, he's too inconsistent. Time to go. Tedesco, is that rage trading? I don't know. I, there's a chance that he's going to burn you. There really is. I mean, he's, he's just a class player. He's had a couple of quiet games. Man, he might hurt a lot of people, but I can understand guys doing it, especially when you've got an option like Taff right there to free up cash. I mean, you could go to Desco to Taff, and you might have enough cash to go Cleary, even this week, if not next week, at a, probably at a bit of a discount. Not a bad option, I guess. Uh, if I had to Desco, I mean, to be fair, I have had him and I have traded him, so I probably would <laughs> could seriously consider trading him again. Uh, this week, uh, Bullymore, he's always up there at most trade. It just shows how many people, uh, myself included, had a shocker by bringing him in at the start. We've just been finding a way to get rid of him. Uh, Coates at four, that's a surprise. I mean, Coates is Coates. This is how he rolls. 
Uh, I don't think his game's really changed a lot between playing at the Broncos and playing at the Storm. And last week was the first time he didn't score a try and he got 15. So, I mean, he has made some money. I think he might have made oh, 80 grand, maybe something like that. I guess I can see the logic in trading him, but at the same time, I don't know. I kind of, uh, I might stick with him. Uh, it's not like the center wing is just full of great options. Although there's guys like Lomax who are, you know, scoring 50s and 60s for fun. Uh, obviously, Manu, if you can afford him. Uh, Tupo, uh, Campbell Graham. I mean, there are this, there are options there, to be fair, uh, if you want to move on from Coates, if you don't want to uh, hack another 15. I, I get that. Uh, Dom Young is uh, fifth most traded. Bit of an injury there. That's fair enough. Haas has been the sixth most traded player so far. Uh, very, very surprising. He's only out a week. And, man, you trade him out, and then next week when he's back and he pumps out another 82, just being... Payne Haas playing 65, 70 minutes. And I think you're going to regret that. Uh, hopefully you've got a plan in place. Uh, I can see it if uh, you want to make free up some cash because uh, you don't have Hines yet or you want to get Cleary or something like that. Um, or Manu is, you know, you've got to get your hands on Manu or something like that. I can kind of understand it. But, man, you're just going to want to get him back in. So you're trading him out, and then you're using another trade to get him back in. Um, interesting. Uh, Kiri, definitely. He, Kiri's got to go. Uh, Hiku, the same. I think Hiku's got to go. I think those, look, I bought him a few weeks back, realized I, I made a mistake, and I traded him two weeks later, and I, I haven't looked back. Uh, I think a lot of people were in that boat. Uh, Tino Fasso Malawi as well. He's the ninth most traded. Maybe uh, he's just... He's just doing what he's always done. He's not getting a lot more minutes. I haven't looked into that, but I don't I don't think he's getting a lot more minutes than what he did uh, when he wasn't the captain. So that's fair enough. Uh, Billy Smith, 10th most, most traded. That makes sense as well. Uh, guy's just on the sideline. It's almost 300 grand sitting there that you could use to go to um, the most popular traded in player uh, who happens, uh, it's a good segue there, uh, Telltale Cooler. Most traded. And so Billy Smith to call. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Blake Tuff, second most traded in. Makes sense as well. You can wait a week. He's not going to make money. But he is playing the Bulldogs tomorrow and he's kicking goals. So that does make sense to do that. Uh, Brody Jones is probably the best downgrade option in the forwards. Uh, you know, he's a he's a meat and potatoes kind of a plotter for a team that's struggling a bit. So I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot of attack out of him. I think he got 45 and it was all pretty much just base last week. I think that's going to be his go. Uh, so not a bad option. I mean, at 275 grand, uh, you get what you pay for, and you can't be disappointed if he's going to be pumping out 45s to 50s. Uh, as long as you don't have high expectations, that's fine. Job security is a bit iffy. Uh, there were reports Fitzgibbon's due back in a couple of weeks, so you would think Fitzgibbon would come straight back in. I would have thought because he had a really good dynamite. I'm not a big fan of his, but he did have a very good start to the year. So we'll see if the knee injury affects his form, um, but yeah, I can't, I can't begrudge anyone bringing in Brody Jones. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i, fourth most traded in. I wonder if a lot of that is harsh to Papali'i. That makes a bit of sense. Guy is on fire, uh, absolute super coach weapon, and whether and he's been parked out on that right edge, and he's just been. You know, I think he might average pretty close to eighty. He might be high seventies. He's been fantastic. Mitch Moses. 
one, two, three, four, fifth most traded in bloke, scoring a lot of points, kicking a lot of goals, playing for a very, very good team against a lot of weaker opposition, and you'd expect him to bully the Tigers on Monday. So that's not a bad trade-in either, uh, and he's a good stepping stone to Cleary, I reckon. Uh, Joey Manu, uh, gutted I don't have him anymore. Uh, wish he was still part of the Tomahawks. Not to be. Uh, I can understand a lot of people trading him, and he just looks so good um, with the ball in hand or when he's just standing around doing nothing. Just looks awesome. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of Joey Manu. And a lot of people have traded him in this week. Even though he's really expensive, uh, fair enough too. Uh, a lot of people getting back on Josh King. Uh, he's made a lot of coin, and people are thinking, you know what, he's got that number 13 position um, down, and they're just going to jump on. He's he's a value option at, in the 400s, and I get that. If you, if you hadn't seen the first few weeks and knew what his initial price was, and you were watching him, and you think, oh, gee, he's valued at 400 and whatever he is, oh, that's good value compared to blokes with 500 and whatever. So I get that. If you ignore the fact that he was 280 at the start, that's not a, I, I, and he's dual now. I he's actually not a bad buy. I don't think he's a bad buy. Uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna play 50 minutes a game by the looks of things. And you know, because his form's been great, it's not like his form's struggling and they've got to bring Brandon Smith on and play 60 minutes. You know, Brandon Smith's gonna struggle for minutes this year. He really is, because King's playing great and Harry Grant is the best hooker in the game. So and so does Brandon Smith come on and between him and King, they're basically playing as props uh, in the middle rotation there and taking their head-ups. Uh, Harry Grant makes lots of sense to trade him in. The guy's awesome. Taylor May is still in the most traded-in list. Uh, wakey, wakey, all these people that have are trading him in this week. Where were you last week or the week before? Uh, you've missed out on a hundred and fifty grand pay rise. And he's still worth getting in. The guy's a stud, and I think he's going to keep his position. Uh, when to all comes back, but where were you? Uh, asleep at the wheel there. And Cotter uh, rounds out the top 10. Most traded in. I don't mind that one at all. Like I said, he's a real workhorse, and I think uh, I think he's a good option for you. Let's have a look. Best bets of the week. Uh, we had a good week last week. Let's see if we can keep that rolling. $100 to spend. Uh, let's go... I'm going to put 10 bucks on all eight winners that I've picked. Raiders, Rabbitohs, Panthers, Seagulls, Storm, Roosters, Dragons, and Eels. Uh, all up $9.54. 10 on that to return $95.40. $30 anytime try score a multi. Let's go Alex Johnson. He's got a dot down against the Dogs. If Cody, if Cody Walker gets going, that's good for Alex Johnson. Uh, Taylor May, why not? He's scoring tries all the time. Why not? Against the Broncos at a buck 53. Tedesco to bounce back. This one might be with my heart a wee bit. Uh, Tedesco to score a try on a sunny SCG at $2.10. And let's go Isaiah Papali. He hasn't scored a try yet. Uh, we know he knows how to score a try. He scored plenty last year. And let's take him at $3.20. So all up, $16.14. $30 returns $4.84.20. Let's put $50 on the Rabbitohs. $13 plus. Panthers, $13 plus. Eels, $13 plus. All up three dollars sixty-two, fifty bucks to return one eighty eighty-eight, and let's put ten bucks. Let's put ten bucks on this one. I always like doing one of these. Um, Storm and Sharks draw at halftime. I think it's going to be a close game, and I can see this being like eight all at halftime, six all at halftime, maybe ten all, something like that. 
uh, paying eight bucks, ten bucks to return eighty. Uh, I like the look of that. All right, let's go to some questions from the listeners before we wrap things up. Bit of a longer episode today. And let's go some questions from, let's go. RJ asks, Teddy to Taff, just the one trade, or trade boost and go Teddy to Taff, Coates to Kula, Ilias to Moses. Okay, and he's used eight trades so far, which isn't too bad. We're going to round six. That's not too bad. Uh, so, okay, just the one trade, Teddy to Taff. I don't mind that if, you, if you're done with Teddy. Um, I don't mind that, and it frees up 400 and something grand um, to spend uh, later on in the year. Uh, or boost up, so trade boost up to get um, Teddy to Taff, Coach to Cooler, which I don't mind, was good, and which then means obviously then he can uh, spend up and go Ilias to Moses. Um, eight trades so far. I'd do that, I'd, I'd boost up. I'd boost up um, RJ. Yeah, Teddy to Taff, Coates to Cooler, Ilias to Moses. I don't mind that one, but um, that's three good trades. That's good use of a use of a boost, I reckon. Go for it. Uh, Dave asks, Haas to Papali'i. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned, with the most traded in and most traded out, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think that's been done quite a bit. And if you can't hack not having Haas for the week, not having that real good high-scoring front-rowing option for the week, then it makes sense. What are you going to do after that, though? Are you going to want to get Haas back? How are you going to get Haas back? He's still going to be 650 grand or whatever he is. How are you going to get him back? Or is it a matter of you want to try and get Papali'i anyway to get him in now while Haas isn't playing and then figure out down the track how to get Haas? Like, like if, if Haas wasn't suspended... Are you trying to figure out how to get Papa Lee? I kind of get that. You are, you're using one trade now. You're going to have to use another trade later to get the other bloke. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, it's probably not a bad one because I picked Papa Lee to score a try. And if he scores a try, he's going to pump out 120 plus. So not a bad option, I guess. Or maybe you're just not going to have Haas for a while till after Origin and you'll play Papa Lee. That makes sense as well. That's not a bad option. Uh, last question, Connor uh, has asked, has to, another Haas one, Haas to Jones, Schneider to Cleary. Wow, okay. Uh, okay, so Haas to Jones frees up all the cash for him to then be able to afford Cleary by getting rid of Schneider. Uh, for me, Haas and Schneider aren't, um, uh, aren't worth trading at the moment, but if it means getting Cleary... I actually don't mind this because Jones is still going to make you some money there. Like I said, the meat and potatoes plotter there, but he's still going to make you money. And Schneider to Cleary, there's a lot more upside there with Cleary. Uh, so I don't mind that one either. Wow, that's that's some good that's some good trade options there. Um, would I rather have Would I rather have Jones over Haas uh, if it means having Cleary? Oh. Yes, do it. Pull the trigger, Connor. Do it. I, lo- I like that one. That's a good one. All right. Hey, uh, that's going to be it for the uh, party. A little bit longer this week. Um, might keep it. I've been keeping it around about a half an hour, but I'll extend it out maybe to about 45 minutes going forward. Give me your feedback. Tell me if you like it or not. Um, be a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, it's great to have new listeners, and um, it's great to have your feedback. You can fire through any emails on uh 
on uh, NRL uh, SC Therapist at gmail.com or via the uh, the Anchor website. You can leave voice messages there uh, or any questions. Um, so, hey, have a great Easter, everybody. Uh, best of luck for Supercoach. Enjoy watching the footy. And I'll catch you on Monday night, possibly Tuesday morning for the recap show. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.